Hello and welcome to Rigori, the Italian football podcast that's as hard-hitting as a Yannick Sinner serve. Mixing my sports there, but I felt we had to today. Um, I'm Marco and I'm joined by my cousin Giancarlo for uh, our usual roundup of uh, the the game in Italy over the weekend. Um, and we are recording it on Sunday evening and we've just had Fiorentina Inter. But I thought Rather than just discussing that game directly, I wanted to lead off with a topic which is dodgy penalty decisions for and against teams this weekend and also quite a number of penalty misses this weekend as well. And we can start with the Fiorentina, Matt, the yeah, ones in that yeah. as well. Because Fiorentina did get a penalty in the second half. I thought they were a bit unlucky not to get one in the first mm, half as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I thought we might be recording an Australian Open special in tribute to Sinner, as you alluded to, and you're, you know, just do a tennis special. I, I think tonight. you'd prefer that, certainly. I tonight. definitely would prefer that tonight. <laughs> and we had to bring up... Painful penalties as well, just to focus on the key moment of of that game. One of the key moments, I would say, um, you know, I think Fiorentina had a case for a a couple of penalties and they, they didn't get one. When because I think Bastoni has a sort of free pass to do whatever he likes yeah. to people in the penalty area. I mean, it was. I don't know. You know, I don't mind. I didn't mind that so much because, you know, the, the, you do see a lot of wrestling like that. I think he does overdo it, though. I think he is a player. I think he does, and it'll cost Italy, no doubt. In a, that's in that's what worries me. I mean, I don't yeah. care if it costs Inter particularly, yeah. but I do think he's a good young player, but he does have that habit of putting hands on, and, you know, as I say, he seems to have a free pass to do it in Serie A, but that's going to be bad news for Italy at some point down the line if he, if he plays. So, decent case for that. A bit of a moan, although I thought it was just strength, really. A bit of a moan about the goal that Inter scored. Um, I mean, I do, I do have my suspicions that if it had been the other way round, uh, they might have managed to rule it out through VAR. Yeah. Um, but Parisi just, unfortunately, he is a lightweight player. And Lautaro Martinez is a smart, smart guy. And he knew, you know, he gave him a shove and he went down and that was it. And it was a good header to finish to give Inter the game. But... The key, the key moment was the penalty that was given, which, I mean, I think it was right. I, I was interested. I mean, in the end, yes, I think Jan Sommer did get the ball. This was an incident where Cross came in and he went to punch it away. And he, he did get to the ball first, but then he carried on to deliver a, a right hook to, to Mbaranzola. Yeah, I mean, it was, and also it was it was pretty much at the same time, I thought. I yeah, mean, yeah the, so. you know, to me that, that then, because... Then you're saying it's like a free hit. If the ball's up yeah, there, you exactly, can just yeah. punch him in the face. You know, as long as if you can get to the ball first, carry on and knock a man unconscious or whatever. So it was pretty brutal. And to be honest, I thought in play as well, not that Fiorentina did anything breathtaking, but, you know, they did have a lot of the ball. Inter do defend brilliantly, resiliently. I mean, that's why they're, they've gone back top of the league because that defence is, is so mm-hmm. strong. But having been given a lifeline, um, as a Fiorentina fan, who would you want to step up? Nico Gonzalez, just back from injury. What does he do? Roll it straight into Jan Sommer's arms. Yeah, it's one of these penalties that if it's scored, it looks great. If it doesn't, it looks looks pretty pathetic. And it did look like he was passing the ball back to Sommer. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And Sommer, obviously, 
has has form against penalties like that if we think back to Jorginho. Yeah, no, he's a good penalty saver. He doesn't fall for that trick, mm-hmm. you know. So as I say, the only the only I mean, I love Nico Gonzalez, so I'm not going to get on his case for missing one penalty. And the only defence for him, as I say, is that he was just that was his first twenty minutes or so of competitive football for for quite a long time. But just, you know, he always steps up I feel he didn't step up with the confidence that he normally does. He normally got a big smile on his face and he's laughing. And but I think he knew the importance of that. Obviously, Fiorentina dropped out of the Champions League places, and that and a draw there again would have would have dented the Inter's title challenge. So it was a poor, poor penalty. Um, as I said, I think Fiorentina could have sneaked the draw out of the game. Inter were without Chalinoglu, without Barella. So you know, kudos to them. Really, I suppose that they got. Um, they got the win. I don't think it was a great performance, particularly, but they defended well. And as you say, it was just one of a number of both questionable and uh, questionable in the awarding and yes. questionable in the taking, in the taking. penalties yeah, yeah. over the over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to jump from that to the other Milan club because uh, Milan. Drew two two with Bologna. Bologna got a late equaliser, um, but uh, w- they were one 0 down and were awarded a penalty. Which it was one of those ones where, yes, the man kicks Kier in the head, but Kier was it um, was about a foot and down. a half off the yeah, ground. I mean, the man's exactly. six foot three. His head was at about two foot six. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, to me, that penalty just doesn't exist. No, uh, unless you're. Milan, Inter, or Juve, really. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know who who gets a penalty like that. Anyway, it was an honest attempt to get the ball, and to see the the head was so low. I mean, different if it had been an overhead kick. Yeah, absolutely. Whilst he was standing up, which we have seen those yeah. ones, then 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 fair enough. And you you more often see those to be fair as a sort of an, an attacking free yeah. kick in the box when a man's trying to shoot. You don't see so often someone doing an overhead kick to clear it. But it just looked like a genuine attempt to kick the ball away. And as I say, if, he, if his head had been... I think his head was about waist high. It yeah. was so, so, so surely that... And he was coming from behind the yeah, defenders. Nah, well, so it's not like the defenders saw him coming. So, no, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. Giroud then misses it. Um, and then Milan get another penalty, which uh, Hernandez misses as well. Yeah, so, aye, yeah, no, so it was, it was. A, I mean, even that, even that one, to be honest, was a curious penalty as well because it was a sort of slap in the face. That I mean, I, I think, I think, maybe, I think hand uh, to me, it was more. I, I like it was more. If you're going to put your hand yeah, in the man's face, yeah. then you're asking for trouble. I, I, I was going to say that probably if I'm saying that Jan Sommers was a penalty then yeah. probably that is a penalty but nonetheless another rubbish penalty and then yeah. you know so and little Orsolini stepped up to show them how you should take a penalty yeah. Yeah. At, at the end to get the points which I thought was probably a fair outcome mm-hmm. to the game from from what I saw I mean uh, the, Bologna had the chance and Milan had the play that's just you know that is about the level that Milan are at at the moment and and it was it was it was fair enough I thought yeah, I think so. And and just staying on on the missed penalties, there was one more in uh, the Ge- Genoa Lecce. Lecce took the lead, and actually, for, I didn't see the game, but I saw the highlights, and it looked to me like Lecce um, probably deserved more out of the match. Certainly on the first half performance, but Genoa, uh, Le- sorry, um, 
Geno's keeper made a great save off a penalty, I thought. Yeah, I that one. Yeah, yeah, no, he was, he, I mean, hats off to him. He did. I felt a bit sorry for him because then Christovich did score. Yeah, but exactly. it was off a huge looping deflection. <laughs> it was, you yeah. know, because he started the season great guns, Christovich, and yeah. then, and then, then got this, got this goal. But no, that was, I, th- I think sometimes you've got to see where, where Sommer's save was not a great save from Nico Gonzalez. It didn't need to be. That was a great save. You yeah. know, so, and, and ultimately, um, did did prove consequential. I mean, I do think, Geno, I've got quite a player in uh, Goodmanson. I think yeah. he's going to be, you know, if they keep him as, you know, I think they'll be counting down. If I was a fan of the Griffone, I'd be counting down the days of the January transfer window, hoping that you keep a hold of him. Because I think... He he makes them tick really, and he he is a quality quality player. So you know he he could be a man that um, can keep them keep you know they're pretty healthily afloat anyway. Um, yeah. But I think he can play a big and, part. And Retegui started scoring again as well. Again, which is so, you know yeah, which, which which is, is all all, all good for them as well. All good. Um, and there there was only one other. Uh, Contentious decision that I want to talk about, which was the off. I don't know if you saw it, but in the in the Monza game, there was an offside given for. They showed the their computer graphic that we do in Italy of the offside, and um, I can't even remember what player it was. But Monza scored, but it it was like the sliver of the back of the man's boot. Like even the computer graphic was struggling to find a bit of his d- body d- that was offside. D- is this an obligatory "the game's gone" moment, Marco? Is this where it we've is, got to yeah. say that the game's gone? No, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you don't like to see. I think when when it is, you know, down to you know, if I cut my toenails this morning, I, I could have been onside, sort of thing. But I don't know how we get round that in the sense of that. It has, there has to be a line drawn somewhere, so. But I, I mean, I've, I wouldn't mind a sort of some kind of leeway to you know that you draw quite a yeah. broad line, if that makes sense. That you know, so you do give a, a bit of a bit of wriggle room to official, but ultimately you're still going to end up even if you draw the line thicker, you're still going to end up. I suppose up so, because then you're still these, going to end up with situations where it's a sliver of a yeah, bit what, over what, that line. Whatever, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. however yeah, it, yeah. however it's done, you know. I mean, or if you say, if you say, I give you. a you know, it's Italian football. If you give them a little toe, they'll want a big toe. You know what I mean? It's just to give them an inch, they'll take a yard. You know, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like to, you know, to say we, we want the technology really for these clear cut errors. And maybe that's that's it. I mean, I did hear Scottish football pundits talking about that, that we've just, we've been clear and obvious. And, yeah. and maybe that is true that we've now just gone to, you know, What's the opposite of that? I don't know. Unclear and and almost <laughs> in, and almost imperceptible decisions yeah. were given now. You know, so that's uh, that that's that. But Monza got their win anyway, they which did. was yeah. which was oxygen for them as well after a bad a bad run, although bad for Sassuolo. Obviously, the flip side, the flip yeah. side of that. And uh, you, as you said, Inter have now gone top again um, after their their time away in the Supercoppa win. Juve took the took the lead, but Juve surprisingly perhaps held at, uh, by Empoli. And actually, from I mean, what we should say that Millet got sent off rightly after a VAR review. Um, he, after he, only he nearly, he nearly, yes, I was just going to say he nearly burst Empoli's cherry in that game. <laughs> 
with a lunging, with a lunging tackle. Um, yeah. it, it was one of those. I mean, I saw, I saw Chesney moaning because obviously the the usual what what as we call it in Scotland, yeah. where other decision. But I think referees just love that. It's an easy, it's a no brainer almost yeah. for them now. The I mean, he's. If anything, he should have been sent off for his first touch because it was so <laughs> terrible, you know. And when you do that, then you try to make up for it. He lunged in, he caught the guy, um, and and as I say, you know, yes, there will be no doubt there will have been occasions where that decision wasn't given, but you know, in this instance, it was right. And then you know, it almost set up the game to be it did. I like yeah. his perfect game anyway, really, because he loves nothing better than having one or two shots on goal maximum and and they did indeed take the lead but this time it didn't it didn't work out thanks to a guy who doesn't get enough playing time really in Serie A I don't think Tommaso Baldanzi picked the you know it was a lovely finish he picked the bottom corner yeah. um, to, to get a point there and that's obviously big big deal for for Empoli, you know the, the the Nicola effect is is having a is having a an impact on their, is, on and, their and season. They, they played well in Cambiaghi and Cancellieri. They do have exciting young Italian they, they players. Do, they so, do. I'd, I mean, yeah. I'd like to see them stay afloat. Yeah. And as I said, you know, I was joking about, but they did have, you know, okay, it, it took them having an extra man, so maybe they should have. But you know, even yeah. so, I'd still be thinking if I was a Juventino. I don't really care. Ten men against you know little Empoli in your own stadium, you should be still be having more shots than them. Yeah. I would say, but that didn't that didn't transpire. So yeah, that that left the door open to uh, Nico Gonzalez to hand in touch <laughs> their spot back at the top of the table. Um, and then if we if we drop down into Serie B as we always do. Uh, Venezia uh, were at home to Ternana and needed to get back on the road after a terrible performance last week. Were they really though, Marco? Well, this is what I was going to say. I don't know if anyone, if you, if you look at my Twitter feed, you'll see a picture of, of of the TV screen where I was trying to watch it. So in Venice, there was a fog uh, had come in and it actually got, it was bad to begin with and it got worse during the game to the point where you I, literally could not see I, the I, other side of the pitch. Yeah, I, and I, I saw pictures from inside the stadium yeah. as well, from the from the curva, and it was the same thing. People couldn't see the other end of the pitch. No, I don't so know. it was nonsense. I mean, when you got a, a, like the camera uh, on the goal, you know, behind the goal, you you could see that the players could see maybe twenty yards in yeah. front of them, but you would think. Is that enough to play a football It's game? not meant to be. I don't <laughs> think it's meant to be. And did, I, I may have misheard this because I didn't watch the game, but I'll watch the highlights. Did the stadium announcer announce the wrong goal scorer when you scored? It sounded like, like Asignato Nicolas Pierini. And, yeah. and it was Buzio that it scored. It was Buzio. So, yeah, who scored off a sort of, he was blocking a clearance and it went in the corner. But, it was actually the commentator. Like, it was so foggy at that point that literally we didn't know what had happened. The commentator didn't know there was a goal. You heard Venice fans shouting, yep. and I thought, oh, is there a penalty shout here? But then suddenly you saw the ball in the net. And, and it, so, yeah, it was it was a farcical, farcical uh, sort of situation. It, it was a, I'm not sure it was a well-spent 90 minutes of my life watching a white screen, essentially. No, that's <laughs> but, right. I'm but, worrying um, about your eyesight. Yeah, exactly. 
But uh, it was an important win. Parma lost uh, and and uh, Como lost. So, uh, you know, it puts us... Cremonese won, so they're 41 points with us. We're four points behind Parma. Parma, uh, we play... We go to Parma to play them in the next game. So that's a huge game next week. Uh, I, I, from what I could see of that game, I thought we never really risked anything, which was good after the recent defensive blunders um, we really should have been ahead there was another offside similar to, to Johnson uh, was it Johnson scored I can't remember but someone scored and it looked very much like there was a clear onside oh no it was Gitker uh, but the VAR ruled it out I think for a for a fingernail being offside so um, that was frustrating but yeah it's a, it's obviously big big game on Saturday against Parma it'll be interesting to see how we doing that one? Um, if we could somehow win that, then that would be amazing. But you know, I'd, I'd probably take a point out. Definitely, of that definitely. And do you know, Marco, who the form team are in Serie B over the last six matches? Can you guess? Uh, it's, over the last I'm six. Gonna, I'm going to give you a clue. Can yeah. I have a look at the table? Well, please? you can have a look at the table quickly if you like. But I, I was going to give yeah, you, give me a clue. I was yeah. going to give you a clue that it's a name. That we both struggle to pronounce. Uh, Feral Pisalo. Yeah, or, Pisalo, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, 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 Pisalo, Pisalo, I think they are. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah, they are the form team over the last six games, taking 13 points over, and they dished out. Yeah, they thumped Leco. Whipping yeah. to Leco, which, if you want, I mean, if any listeners want to give themselves a good chuckle and they're not from Lecco, obviously um, then watch some of the defending in that game because it was truly terrible and I believe that Bonazzoli, some older listeners may remember Emiliano Bonazzoli as a sort of um, pound shop Lucatoni kind of striker back in the day you know, a decent, decent player um, is in charge of it, there's certainly question I mean we quite often are the kiss of death, I think, on this podcast where we mention somebody's name saying they might be sacked and then they are sacked. He was brought in to try to steady the ship and did kind of a job at Lecco, but that's, I think we've conceded. Right, he got a point against us, of course. Well, we should have big, them, big so. point, big point, obviously, <laughs> but I think they've conceded 13 goals in their last three games or something. Yeah. Like, so um, it looked as if they might have already changed coach, they might change again. But fair play, I mean, because old Ferrarpi or whatever they're called <laughs> are, uh, are, have, even despite this great, uh, they're still right bang in the relegation yeah, bang, yeah. which Absolutely. shows how badly their, their season has been going. But having said all of that, you know, a 5 1 um, thrashing of a, of a rival is not to be is not to be sniffed at and, you know, does, does bode well. And maybe Leco. You know that the, the kind of the feel good factor of if we remember, cast your minds back to the summer. It was a sort of will they, won't they get their promotion as only Italian football can do. And then at the very last, in fact, not even the last minute, beyond the last minute, in a whole new era, <laughs> yeah, they, right. they, they were they were plucked into Serie B, and it was already you know the season had already started, and they're kind of plopped in as team X or whatever to, to take the place. So, you know, maybe that's 
it, it can't be easy to do that. And I no. thought they started off remarkably well, but maybe a maybe a honeymoon period is now over for Leco and they're going to struggle. But as I say, if you want to give yourself a wee chuckle, watch some of the defending. It did look a bit like maybe some of the players might not want Bonazzoli to be in charge next week. <laughs> <laughs> it had the it had the ear of the ear of resignation that you know, they hope that maybe if they play badly enough they can get a new coach in charge and and change things around. It was it was not it was not great from what I saw anyway. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, so there's the the big the big clash in Serie B next week uh, at the top of the table. But um, also this week in in Italy, obviously there was the loss of the all time leading goalscorer for the national team, big figure around the national team for many years as the uh, team manager. Is that the position yeah. that he had? Uh, Gigi Riva. So. Uh, you know, as we have done in the past, we'd like to pay a bit a tribute to someone that was actually a true legend. Oh, of, def- of Italian yeah, football. definitely. You know, I, I mean, I, despite my many years, I wasn't old enough to see him play, but he was always a name that was mentioned, usually to sort of um, castigate the next generation of strikers yeah. because you know nobody could live up to him and. When you look back at the stats, I just had a quick look at that. I mean, 156 goals in 289 Serie A games. And that was at the time when Serie A defences were at their absolute, you know, brutal hardest. So that's pretty good. He had 32 goals in 43 Coppa Italia games, but it's the 35 goals in 42 appearances for Italy. That's just ridiculous. I mean, I heard one story, I think it was against Milan at the at the San Siro where where Cagliari went three one up and he was you know one of the opposition players said calm down you know or this will end badly the fans will go berserk sort of thing because he was just so he was so good so unplayable that day and, and another story which I heard which is shows you what a different era it was that he came from was I mean to think of winning Cagliari winning the league now. A team of Cagliari stature, yeah. whatever you want, is just completely unthinkable. To think of a player of Riva's quality staying at Cagliari, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't think. I don't know. I don't think there's a player in Serie A now that would stand comparison. You know, it'd be like if, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, if, if it would have to be like Victor Osimhen staying at Monza or something. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what what the the comparison was, but to show that it came from a different era was that one night before a game, Manlio Scopino, who was the quite colourful manager of that Cagliari team that won the Scudetto, was looking to find where his players were. And they were in their, their rooms or whatever, but playing cards and smoking like chimneys. And Scopino comes in, they say, oh, I says, lads, do you mind? Can I light up a cigarette as well? <laughs> sat down, <laughs> sat down with him. He says, "Well, would it bother you if I had a cigarette too?" <laughs> so that was the kind of atmosphere that they were that they were playing in. You know, a very different, very different yeah. to the uber fitness of now. But you know, Riva took quacks. He played through terrible injuries, and he ended up with a with a record like that. And he's still, you know, that he's still Italy's top scorer. I know people outside of Italy use that to sort of ridicule Italian football and say, you know, here's a man that's only scored. When you look at the figures... It is true, that, like that 35. It's is, not a huge number of no. goals, you know, when you think of it. But then again, 
you know, I suppose, well, I suppose now Italian players are playing against all these friendlies against minnows or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, when some of the, some of Cristiano Ronaldo's record goal hauls have come in, you know, bully, yeah. bullying very little teams, but there was nothing, you know, there was nothing of that in Rivas. It was all, all killer. Oh, no, uh, no yeah, I mean, in those uh, as you say, it's the, it's the number of goals he got in the, in the number of appearances they had, which but was incredible. That's but, the thing, because he, he was a player worthy of, you know, over a hundred caps, but just the sequence of horrible injuries kept him out for a, a very long time. Um, you know, won the 68 Euros and, you know, helped Italy, obviously, in, in 1970, the old final, but, you know, got, got them to that final. So just a great, great player. And, you know, it just happened so very suddenly as well that, you know, just there was one mm-hmm. that he was ill and then the next thing he was gone. And some of the, I think the scenes, I don't know if you saw any of the footage of the sort of funeral and the the Cagliari fans kind of chanting his name and everything, very, very emotional. And they, you know, they'll never see another player like that in in Sardinia, um, and and Italy may never see. You know, well, they haven't. Yeah. They haven't. The fact they haven't show, seen a striker, like, seen that a striker like that. You know, and and to think if they did have a striker like that now, what they might achieve um, yep. is 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 quite a thought. So yeah, a sad a sad week for for Italian football and another great another great con, sadly. Yeah, sadly, but um, yeah, his, his, his if you've not seen some of the goals that he scored, you can still watch those, and he had some he had some shot on him, that's for sure. Did, but, he did. Um, but I think we'll leave it there for this week. We've we've rambled on enough, but as ever, if you enjoyed the podcast, please do follow, subscribe, like all of these things. Tell your friends uh, so that we can continue to ramble like this and talk about. Our our teams absolutely. Uh, even no matter how much pain it sometimes exactly. causes, as it did with me this I, week. I suspect it might be it might be my turn next. Yeah, so June June then you'll get. I mean, as I say, the chances are one of us will be miserable. Ideally, yeah. both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll speak to you next week. We'll do.